To the Emo Social Club podcast, broadcasting to you live from EmoSocialClub.tv. I'm Brian. And I'm Lizzie. This is the Emo Social Club podcast, the podcast about music. What if that's all we said? Just we're about music. Just music. And throw an ass. And throw an ass. Throw an uh, ass. We are about it when you're like, oh, I can throw ass to this song. That's the kind of music we talk about. That's what we do here. That's the new way that we measure how good music is. It's not, Mm -hmm. it slaps, it smacks, it bangs, it fucks. It's do my ass throw itself, though. Do the booty go. (laughs) Is that, is this a song where, The booty do go. The booty do go, though. Uh, This episode is with new friends of the pod, Haunter from Houston. Uh, Houston Haunter. Uh, they are uh, a, a fun band. They have a new song coming out. Uh, when you're listening to this, if you're listening to this on Monday, this Friday, <laughs> the end of the week, uh, they will have a new song, Paralyzed, out. You should go check it because they're really good. It's a fun band. It's dancey. It's poppy. But it's also like that rock edge. It's, produced it's, a, it's by, a little bit for everybody. Yeah, it's produced by, you know, metal heads and People just like music. We just like music, guys, you know? Yeah, it's a podcast we just about like, music. We like eclectic ranges. Yeah. Life is too Not short country to that only much, listen to though, one genre. So there's that. Look, I'm just saying it's too short to listen to one genre. Country exists. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, before we get into the episode, uh, you know, you're listening to it right now, and I bet you love it. So you might as well just drop a five-star review on it. If you're on Apple Music or Spotify, you can do it. It's real quick. It's real simple. Uh, if you're listening to us somewhere else, um, where is that? Because we'll where, make just sure go, that you can review us there, too. Yeah, just add a review. Like, I know if you go on, like, Amazon Music, I think it's, like, also, like, a five-star system. Just hit five yeah. stars. Google uh, Emo Social Club on Google Maps and see if there's, like, a location and then rate that location based on the amount of stars. I don't um, think we have a location setting. I don't think we do either, but if somebody finds it, I'm going to be real confused. <laughs> You never know. Like I'm, it's actually I'm Brian's home. Isn't that crazy? I would never do that. <laughs> hey, let me just let make sure the internet can dox me anytime you want. No, come thank on, Brian. You. It adds an extra spicy layer to your life. I do not need spicier <laughs> layers. Uh, uh, if you are on the internet and you are interested in seeing what else we got going on, uh, you can find us on the internet at emo social club on instagram or at x emo social club x on twitter and clock app and thank you for getting us over uh 1200 followers on the clock app that is lizzie went live and it was like cool you get 200 more followers now it's like what how why we made 10 cents guys we did it we did it we're content creators (laughs) we did it we made a content we could uh, do more lives. Um, I don't know what what we would talk about or do, but like, let us know 
if there's something you would want us to do with it. Yeah. So we'll do whatever. Yeah. Tell us on any of those socials. Uh, you can also find all of our stuff over on emosocialclub.com where we have some uh, some extra special uploads, some membership uh, stuff and merch. And, uh, you know, we're just hanging out over there. Just our faces and all of our news and information. You know, the good stuff. The good stuff. You like that information. The good goods. You're like, let me learn more about these two. Oh, there's... There's not a lot written here about them specifically, <laughs> about them individually. Uh, well, but yeah. us together, we're a good power. We're a real, we're a real team. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so go find us everywhere and uh, find uh, this episode starting right now with Haunter. Welcome to the Emo Social Club podcast broadcasting to you live from emosocialclub.tv. I am Brian. And I'm Lizzie, and we're here this evening with our new friends in Haunter, Mike and Mark. Thanks so much for joining us this evening, guys. We appreciate you ha- being here. Thank you so much for having us. Absolutely. It's our, our pleasure. I'm Mike. Uh, what do you both I've do in the band? Eight. And we, we decided it was a how do, you, how do you like your coffee? How do you take your coffee? How do you drink coffee? What is coffee? <laughs> uh, strong. <laughs> basically like i'm just i'm getting like quad lattes or just Ooh. i don't know i'm going as, as strong as possible at all times okay. but um i don't really have a like a go-to of any kind i went to like a, a vegan coffee shop in phoenix the other day and got like a like a really good like caramel macchiato i haven't had one of those in a long time because mm-hmm. it's hard to find vegan versions of that so that was mm-hmm. that's pretty exciting um Original question, more important question. Uh, I play guitar and keys and sing sometimes, I guess. <laughs> I think the coffee is the I feel like it's more relevant. Oh, fair <laughs> enough. No, okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's really not that important. It's fine. Look, now I just want coffee. This is a terrible question to ask. <laughs> yeah, I switched, I switched to tea because it was a little too late to like yeah. go hard on the coffee, and now I'm, I'm regretting it. Uh, Mark. Uh, I play bass. I'm Mark. I play bass. Um, that's that's. I just slap the bass. That's, uh, I don't. I don't. I don't get to play the fancy keyboard or anything like that. And I. I mean, I you're, always welcome, you. you're always welcome. You're always welcome. You know, I thought about it, but sometimes just the. I don't know. <laughs> I need way more piano lessons. Straight up. Uh, just fake it, man. Fake it till you make it. Yeah. Pre-recorded. Move like, your hands. Yeah, it's like I play. You know, uh, I, I played bass in like previous bands. I played, you know, like guitar and keys in this one. But like, I don't think I'm actually good at, at any of those instruments. <laughs> I just like. I just know my band's songs. Like you know, I I know what we wrote and like what to learn, and that's about it. And someone's like, "Hey, play me something." I was like, "All I know is our songs." I don't yeah. Know, like, yeah, you're gonna hear our songs. Isn't that great for you? <laughs> This is a song we wrote. <laughs> like, oh, I, also, it might be a, it might be a little boring without like Lucy's vocals mm-hmm. and you know, literally all of the rest of the tracks. But... <laughs> um, the the super important question, right? My coffee, yeah, most important. Cold, cold, always cold. I don't care if it's thirty degrees outside. Cold mm-hmm. coffee. Yeah, Mark. Um, Mark is the one that like we all rely on for cold brew at all times. Mm-hmm. Like anytime okay. we're in the studio, like it's just, 
I've never met Mark without like a pitcher of cold brew. A whole fridge. pitcher. So, okay. Yes. Yeah. I mean, like he he's prepared at all times. There's just like really good Texas con like cold brew that yeah. we get from like HEB. That's it's freaking delicious. Hell yeah. I it's just unbeatable. I was turned on to this like OXO uh, cold brew maker that you just like put the grounds in, you fill it with like 10 cups of water and you're like, cool, we're good. And uh, 40 ounces of water, I should say, sorry, 10, 10 cups of coffee ground. And then like you just leave it and I'm like, fuck yeah. And then in the morning you just like press a little switch and it just drains it out and you got a little container and I'm like, I'm going to drink all of that right now. <laughs> so I wake up in the morning yeah. and it's gone. <laughs> There was one time I came over. Oh, no, I spent the night because we probably did something. I was like, yo, Brian, where's the coffee? He's like, I forgot to start it. And I'm like, OK. I'm yeah. like, do you, you have regular? One, you had one job. I was oh, like, yeah. do you have regular coffee? Because you have French press. I'm like, we can make a French press. He's like, I'm out of the beans, too, that yep. aren't grinded in here. <sighs> and I'm like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. hey, mm-hmm. bestie, there was one job right now for this morning. Yeah. <laughs> I live down the street from a coffee shop. It's right, not but that... that means you have to like get ready and then go I outside. And I would never do that street. during winter, but during like the warm weather, it's like eh, whatever. Like let's walk over there, and you know they know you because you go there so often. They're just like, hey, welcome, welcome. You know, you're getting your usual, and you're like, yeah, I needed this today. I needed this interaction. <laughs> I needed if this I got beans, I never would have been, you know, <laughs> welcomed <laughs> today. So you know. <laughs> Kindness I just, I'm always, like, I'm always in such a like panic that if I don't have something I can make at home, oftentimes I'm like, even if I just place a mobile order and all I have to do is go through the drive through and grab it mm-hmm. or like sprint in the front door. I'm like, I don't have time to do this mm-hmm. three minute thing. Cause I didn't plan my day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I, I think that's just the life of a musician. I think that's just <laughs> probably <laughs> we're like, fuck, I need coffee, but I also need to get there. I'm going to get the coffee. <laughs> yeah. Just casually roll up, be like, "Yeah, traffic was really, really it bad." Was so, yeah. It was so this, terrible, isn't it? I know yeah. the timestamp on this says like three minutes ago, but yeah, like, yeah. It's, I've had this all day. I promise. Yeah, it's literally it's, the uh... whole. If I'm already late, I'm just gonna continue to be late with the coffee. Yeah, yeah. fair enough. That's yeah, how that's I went call. to work every day. I'm like, I'm late, but I'm awake. <laughs> uh, I would. I to try to bring like some kolaches or something. Yeah, Yeah, bring something to make it better. Yeah. Here's some donuts. I brought myself, right? (laughs) I brought myself first Be happy I'm here. It's fine. What would you ever do without me being here? Uh, Let's talk about your band a little bit. There obviously are two uh, members that are not here on the pod. Uh, So we'll talk as though they don't even exist at all and we'll just continue on as though nothing happened Uh, fine yeah we don't we don't need them it's only like you know the guy that started all of it and Mm -hmm. and the girl that is like you know the most important part of it so you know yeah it's not like we're missing anybody crucial yeah so So, you know now that we've uh now now that we can just move on you know without them (laughs) uh i don't know if you wanted to shout them out and give them give them sure yeah uh, of course attention for the pod uh, so we've got Enoma, um, whose grand idea this whole band was. Um, he's been one of my best friends for like, oh gosh, I don't even know. We met at like a Fall Out Boy show in like 2005. So it's been like 15, 16 years now, which is kind of nuts. Um, and then obviously uh, Mark and I had kind of known each other over, you know, over time through winding up on some, some of the same tours with the old bands and stuff. And then uh, Enoma had known, you know, Lucy from the, the Houston scene and so our, our singer um is Lucy she's by far the most talented person in the band and <laughs> one of the most talented people I've ever met in my entire life so um 
we just, you know, all kind of were like friends of friends and that sort of stuff. And and almost like, hey man, let's start a pop band. And so we all got in a room together. Actually, like we'll get to this, like the song we're doing today, but it was like recording that song was the first thing we ever did like together <laughs> as a band. So it's kind of a, you know, a unique way to go about things, but mm-hmm. but the the entire operation would not run without either of them. So and here we are without them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course. LOL. <laughs> hey everyone, it's Lizzie of the Emo Social Club and it's a brand new year. So maybe you want to update your drip and be the hottest and coolest looking kid all around the virtual web. You can do this by picking up some Emo Social Club merch. And you can find it over on emosocialclub.com slash store. And with just an easy click, it can be in your cart and shipped right out to you so you can stunt on all of your friends this upcoming spring. Again, you can go and snag these items over at emosocialclub.com slash store. But I also thought that it was kind of interesting that y'all are more of like a pop band because I did. So we got sent over this new song that comes out February 4th, Paralyze. And when I was listening to it, I'm like, okay, there's a lot of like of these heavier and spooky like attributes to it. But it is like at the, you know, at the root of it, a pop song. But it goes, which is obviously very <laughs> it good. Goes, yeah. <laughs> it goes, yeah. Uh... Yeah, so we're like we're all from different scenes, you know. Anoma's old band was a like a very, you know, like a heavier like pop rock band, like you know, like an Anne Berlin that kind of you know, like hmm. like a, definitely a rock and roll based um, band. Mark and I were both kind of in like pop punk bands and stuff, but um, Lucy actually still fronts a metal band. I mean, like she's hmm. she's hard AF, um, <laughs> and so. And obviously our producer Tyler does like, like I prevail and like heavy stuff. And he's in you know, a band called danger kids. That's like a heavier band. So none of us had really ever done pop. And so we got together um, just at, you know, as musicians, it was just like, Hey, this is a thing that none of us have ever done and we all want to do. So like, let's get in a room together and just see where it goes. Um, and so I think you definitely have a lot of, of the like, heavier things that maybe we were all a little more comfortable with from like old projects and previous stuff that definitely come into this like into the song more than some of the others because it was the first thing we ever did um as a band but but yeah i mean that's the goal it's just to to go regardless you know pop rock whatever whatever you end up calling it we just <laughs> want everything to go hard right yeah that's exactly the vibe for it. And for this song, Paralyze, um, obviously I described it. We're not going to leak it or anything early, obviously. Um, but in like the presser, it talks a lot about... Yeah, you know, if it happens, it happens. Just yeah, I mean... leak it. Usually we have our friend uh, Nina Swinton here usually just says leak it to everything. So we yeah, just try to replicate like, it when she's I'm... not here. Yeah. <laughs> really good way to make uh, friends in the music industry is like, oh, thanks for that track. We put it out on Twitch. Like, just, yeah. <laughs> just go ahead and get it. Fine. Just they won't they won't dmca the us live. here yeah no dmca for that shit no we also don't. they can't they can't take down something that's not out yet right because there's not exactly. even like the algorithm there's not even an algorithm to like run it yeah think they haven't smarter, built the algorithm on the back of your song yet <laughs> or you could also our friend amanda tran of in the morning she did a twitter space and she did a sneak preview release about like a month and a half ago for her new single that just came out like a few weeks ago 
So like I heard and a handful of people heard it was like midnight. And then she said, okay, nobody's going to hear this for another like month and a half until it's out. <laughs> I'm like, is this the way around leaking things now, guys? <laughs> when no one's paying attention. Yeah. Uh, I did want to comment on one thing from the chat. Um, it is it is Haunter like the Pokemon. Yes. You know, um, we have this rule. We don't, we never want to ask a band where their name comes from. And I've been, I've been fighting with it because I'm a huge sure, Pokemon well, fan, ghost Pokemon fan. So it's like, how am I there? Oh, he brought out the card. There's a card on screen. There's a Pokemon card on screen. <laughs> oh. So the goal, like the, the original idea actually wasn't like, intended to be like a pokemon reference um it came from like the idea that music is something that like haunts you and like mm -hmm. a good song like weaves its way like in your brain and then it just won't leave and it won't leave you and like you have to go back to it and like it just you know it's something that just hits you in a different way um but also like anoma at the time i think was like like dealing with like a bunch of night terrors and all kinds of crazy stuff and so it was just sort of like he was being haunted by other stuff and it was just this like there's this multi-level meaning of of stuff and we just kind of i don't know we were talking about it one day and it just sort of settled on it and then immediately one day we're like yeah we're starting this new thing called like haunter and people like like the pokemon i was like oh <laughs> yeah yeah exactly like, like, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. like a little subconscious uh i i saw one of our friends tweeted the other day every band name sucks until it's popular yeah. or something like that because oh, i'm course. thinking like yeah, you know I saw that. first of all uh haunter is one of the best pokemon so that's just fine <laughs> yeah that's just absolutely <laughs> no, fine no, you know there's no debate about that so. yeah if you were like oh we named our band like growlith i'd be like dude there's like other ones like you there's literally so like, many others you could have been fucking <laughs> so pikachu at that point <laughs> If you just go in Gen yeah. 1, you have at least 151 choices, like Bulbasaur. And you chose Growlithe? You chose Growlithe? Mewtwo. You could have been Mewtwo. Well, you have I'm to. I'm honestly surprised. There has to be a Mewtwo band, right? Like, that's got to be a I thing. can't imagine. I mean, there's a Mew band, right? Like, there has well, yeah. to be a, a Mewtwo band. They have to just do covers, but they do it more evil. Do they do, they do like, U2 covers as Mew? Oh, God. Uh Dude, Wait, Mewtwo did, would be awesome. <laughs> did you guys see that Bono recently said, I think it was like over the weekend, he said, yeah, YouTube actually really sucked in our early years. I only just started to learn how to sing within the last like five years. I said, yo, what? Yeah, didn't yeah. he say he like hated his band yeah. and his band name and everything about it? And I was just like, oh, okay, cool. Man. I'm like, everyone's been on there, voice. <laughs> Fuck. Right? <laughs> Now, how does he, he feel? How does he feel <laughs> now that he forced everybody to listen to that one YouTube album? Though now, like reflecting no. on that, right? And if we're gonna talk about like when the band sucked, I don't know. Like, uh, <laughs> I'm just saying, it wasn't Joshua Tree. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> like, at what time? I, I hate talking shit, but it's like, at what time were you good? Fuck. <laughs> I just I mean, like I, I have nothing against you too. I just never listened to that record. Out of yeah, spite. I, I think, think what happens to everybody. I've heard I a think, handful of the songs that come on on shuffle. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah shit. I, I went to see him. Anoma went with me um, to the uh, like the Joshua Tree like mm. anniversary tour at at Toyota Center. It's freaking awesome, and like it was, it was like a, an amazing experience. But also like five songs into the set, I was just like, all right, that's. That's what I came for. We've got. You're like, I got all the Bono I need, baby. All of the yeah. big singles are out of the way at the front end of that record. <laughs> the entire rest of the thing. 
It's like, I don't know what these Down, are. Downtime with front-loading stuff and then playing records in order, you know? Yeah. It's like, oh, cool. I'll hear the rest of that from the line for beer over there and maybe from the bathroom. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I am very happy about the Pokemon thing, though, because the game apparently is coming out. There's a new game coming out this week. and Oh, is there? Yeah, it's, it's supposed to be very different. Uh, I found out today there are no there's like four trainer battles in it during the main storyline of the game and i'm like the fuck what do you mean trainer battles aren't in it what am i supposed to do now anyway i've, I've been dealing with that all day so it's, it's an exploration you know, now brian just think of it as like it's animal like, crossing but pokemon no it's supposed to be breath of the wild yeah. and pokemon. <laughs> like you're you're allowed to just sort of go out into the world as we've always dreamed and there's no like linear path you can just go places and you take on missions and you just explore the wilderness but then i'm like this is made for children so hmm. are they gonna get so yeah they're not gonna go on some like deep existential journey yeah like in into god knows where yeah i think uh breath of the wild is one of the greatest games of all time and just putting pokemon in that world doesn't make a good game <laughs> look guys i'm gonna listen brian again like you just said it's marketed for children i know but it, look i think that like obviously when you say like oh my band is named haunter everybody goes oh like pokemon because we're all around that age of that nostalgia and like i'm sure you know there were there were bands before us that were like yeah we named our band this because it was something i grew up with and and we have no context of that but if you say like oh haunter you're like oh shit gengar uh, it's like, yeah, because yeah, we all have that like shared experience. We all grew up with Pokemon and it's like, yeah, even though it's like marketed to kids and it's for kids, I'm an adult who still wants to like Pokemon because I grew up with it. So, yeah, I'm going to get it and I'm going to hate it. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm going to try it. Yeah. You know, whatever, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I want to support it. It's the biggest brand in the world, though. So I think that we can just like if you want to like not, you know, enjoy the newest Pokemon game. I think they'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sure they'll survive. But also like it wouldn't it wouldn't be a, a you know, a major a brand of like game or anything that like you can nerd out on if you weren't like already judging how much you were probably going to hate it before it even came out. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. just that's that's helping a fan of anything works these days. So. Yeah, it's uh, and I, I I was hearing this critique on gamers and I'm going to also say that it's probably true for musicians too. Uh, hating change, just like just kind of doing the same thing over and over and over again and like kind of wanting the same thing over and over again. But obviously, like as a creator, you're not like, I want to do this same thing. Like uh, you said you were in like pop punk, but it's like, yeah, eventually I want to do something that's like, more uh more interesting because i've done this before like i want to sure. try something else and have a different uh uh product come out of it not that i don't still you know enjoy jumping around playing pop punk like mm -hmm. that'd be that'd be super fun too but um yeah i think the cool thing about about haunter is like we don't have any like expectations about like what any of our songs are supposed to be or what they have to be or what they have to sound like and so literally every time we go to the studio we start with like a blank slate and 
you know, like sometimes we'll go in with ideas and we'll build off those and some stuff. And then sometimes we're just like not feeling stuff and we'll just sit down with our, like our producer and like, we'll just find a chord progression we like, and we'll just build a song like literally from scratch with like all of us just in the room and like wherever the song goes and like wherever the, you know, the ideas go or, or where it winds up, which I think is, is really cool. So it's not like, you know, we don't necessarily have a, a specific like sound that we have to like stay with or stick with, or, you know, be like pigeonholed by. So, I'm sure that'll be like, of course, because of that, there'll be people that like really dig some of the songs and probably not some of the other stuff. And that's cool too. You know, it's like, you don't have to like everything. Like just like what you like and share it if you want to, or don't, I don't know. Just enjoy it, man. That's yeah, something for everybody. Yeah. It's, you know, it's a pick and choose. It's a choose your own adventure when it comes down to it. It is. It is. That one... like the remixes or the originals or you know a little bit heavier a little bit lighter we we got we got it all i think the i fact... love that there's remixes of like... your songs too yeah i think that's yeah awesome. well we've got like um you know some stuff that'll come out in the future that's got like some like edm drops and stuff in it i mean like it's all over the place right so you know we got it's just whatever you know wherever the the wave of creativity goes we just ride it and try and steer the ship now when do we think we're gonna have this uh larger ep or lp for this choose your own adventure type music <laughs> all in one place man that's always a hard question yeah that is the most difficult question <laughs> we've, we've we've thought about it um the kind of like the original idea with you know like the choose your own, ad own adventure kind of thing was, you know, every song is kind of a little bit different than the last one. And, you know, so I, originally, like to put all of those songs together on one EP or LP, I don't know. I, I feel like it would feel like a very disorganized album. Yeah, we'd have to like... I don't know the the original plan and still kind of the plan is for each song to kind of stand on its own as like a you know like an island like just individual singles but we will definitely i'm sure at some point be repackaging some of them that are like specific vibes into like eps or lps or you know sequencing stuff together i'm i i just even if i just have to fight everybody to get a record out of it all i just i'm still the i'm still the nerd that loves to listen to like full albums from front to back and i just like don't skip songs like if i like a band i don't skip the songs right because like they wouldn't put it out if they didn't want it out there so mm -hmm. um but i'm also you know like I, I nerd out on the the sequencing of stuff and like the the like literally the timing of how many milliseconds of silence fall between songs and whether it starts on tempo with the previous song like just i don't know <laughs> care about care about stuff that i literally i know no one else in the world cares about so i'm sure i, I hear you i'll like like stress over it right it makes it like a full-on experience you know yeah like, i've got this i've got this completely like, captivated by the audio and you know like, i got this it, if it breaks too long in between songs like you kind of lose interest right mm -hmm. so like i've got this theory that like the proper sequencing of a record like whatever the first audible like sound is of like the the next track if there's a, a gap should come in on like a one count of the previous song right mm -hmm. so if you're because your brain until you hear something new your brain is still processing the tempo from the previous song 
-hmm. And so like, it's going to expect whatever hits to hit like on a one or a three, you know, or something that's at least on beat with the previous song. And so like, when there's just a weird thing and then it comes in at like a weird time and there's no real thought to it other than just, well, that song's done and this song's starting now. And you can tell they just sort of dragged them into the track list and put, or, you know, <laughs> a random bit of silence at the end. I don't know. I just feel like it needs more, like, I don't know. I overthink things to that level, but I also feel like when it's done right, like it just flows and it hits, you know, I think like the biggest like comparison for that would probably be as somebody who listens to like Fall Out Boy and like only listens to full albums and full two. I only listen to albums that way. I rarely listen to playlists. When you listen to like Fully Ado and you have that like seamless transition of everything. Absolutely. That's where it's like, yeah, that hits. Because if anything well, changed in it, you're just like Yeah, and there's so much that like we'll definitely, you know be going back and and if we do do a record we would find ways to you know transition in and out of stuff and make sure that things flow and it's not just like putting all the singles on a playlist and pressing play because then like we just put out a spotify playlist and call it a record you know so it definitely has to be uh you know if you're gonna put out like a, a full length i feel like it should be an experience and not just just a bunch of songs i listened to this podcast called uh dissect and it's all about like uh, albums, artists, like getting into like how the record was made, what was going on at the time, what was going on with the artist and uh, what the songs mean lyrically, what the bigger picture is. And there was one about uh, Because the Internet, Childish Gambino. And there's so much to that record that like I was listening to it and I was like, oh, these songs just are are good. This is weird. Like some of these songs are really weird. There's like a 13 second just like weird slowing down sound at the beginning of that record. And then it goes into the first song. I don't know what that's about. And then it's like, oh, here's what that's about. Here's the story. He made a whole script. There was a YouTube video. There was a website. There was like all these different actors that like came the, uh, 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 Topanga from Boy Meets World was in this <laughs> in the movie. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? And it's there's so much to it. And I was like, yeah, this is this is how you yeah, create just, an album. Of course, like that's I that's that's what music is, right? You know, it's one of those things that like if you do it the right way, people won't want to skip stuff because it won't work. Like it'll feel like they're missing a part of the experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's just a lot of like oh, just uh, I, uh, dissect. Yeah, dissect. Uh, it's a Spotify original podcast, and cool. I was gonna say it's like it sounds kind of like Song Exploder, but maybe for a record yeah. instead of just the song, you know. But yeah, similar. Um, yeah, I just am very like. I think that a lot of artists are doing the single route, the EP route, which I I do very much like. I like uh, the route of doing all killer, no filler. You just like don't have to be uh in the record cycle you can put out songs you know once a month if you want to just drop a bunch of stuff get people hyped have more to promote totally get that route but then they put it out on a record and it's just all the songs that they just released but now it's an lp there's a few other songs on it they may or may not be at the same level but now it's like there's a record and you're like did i do we really need this like yeah it's, you could have built something else you just repackaged your singles at that point, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> and I don't know. Well, like, I'm sure we're not going to do like everything that's out on, you know, something. And there's, 
we'll definitely have some songs that probably if we do a record will be on the record and not be released you know as singles but it's also just we the way we did like because we were starting a band you know just sort of from scratch in studio we went you know a couple times to record you know we had I don't know what six or nine songs something like that done before we ever even put one out yep. and so we just the goal was to put out like three or four every year and then put you know like some remixes and stuff in between there and just see how it goes but it's just never like we tried to stockpile content up front because obviously we we like to work um with tyler we feel like he's an integral part of you know our creative process but because he's in la and you know like we're all in texas um it's just not easy to to get in and obviously that dude's schedule is insanely busy and so we gotta just like take you know every 12 to 16 months or whenever he's got an opening for a couple of weeks we just jump at whatever's available and, and, and go work with him but but it sounds like you have this like kind of planned out in a way so i mean there's that at least going forward for sure for and sure al- and also with like the remixes like we see a lot of artists doing that type of work nowadays but what kind of like pro- like provoked you guys to go into that route for such a newer band where we usually see a lot of like you know maybe bands have been around for like five or ten years starting to do remixes and now we do see a couple newer bands doing it as well and artists doing remixes right out the gate but what kind of made you guys want to go that route Mark. Oh. to be honest i was thinking about this a while ago and i was i remember anoma me and anoma talking about it you know doing the remixes and um i don't remember what really like started that whole conversation something that, like i know anoma's old band um did it a lot and they were like you know like a you know, a heavier rock bands and they had like straight up dubstep remixes of some of the stuff. And it was just like, <laughs> oh, and it was, some of it was really, really good. I mean, it was like, I was amazed at like how well it somehow worked out. And so we've always talked about like how cool it was and just, um, I don't know, I'm, I'm big into it because I'm just so big into the creative process. Like I, I really dig when bands release like instrumental versions of, of their songs because I feel like there's so much, you know, even in like the best set of headphones in a full mix of a song, there's so much stuff that's happening. And there's so many like little nuanced things that probably make the song what it is. And it wouldn't be the same without those things. But like, if you didn't know that it was there, you wouldn't know that it was there. You know, you just only know mm-hmm. if it was like missing. And I just feel like, you know, listening to instrumentals and stuff, you can find, you can pick up on so many of those things and you're like, oh, that's really cool. And it's just like, sometimes the way like a reverb like washes in like stereo across things and it like just pans in a way that's like i don't know it just hits the ear um and so i just i've always loved remixes from that aspect too just because it's like you're taking you know you're taking something and creating something new from it while still you know pulling bits of the original into it and so we just talked about it up front we're just like hey man like do you guys want to do remix for every song and that's i I think it'd be the goal for pretty much everything we'll put out there should be at least one and then you know maybe sometime down the way we can somehow create like a like a haunter extended mix of like (laughs) get all the remixes you know like Hmm. into like a a dance dance mix of some sort we'll see see if that works but always ideas for sure do you think we need to bring back dubstep (laughs) i mean 
I'd, I'd be lying if I like if Bangarang came on right now, I'd be dancing in my chair. I'm so like, I, I'm I just saying. like it's it's physically impossible to like. I remember there was a like an X Games one year that like used that as the theme song, and so like I was a sports media major, right? So like I watch ESPN all the time, and just every freaking commercial break for like three months leading up to the X Games, <laughs> I was just like dancing on my couch, and I was like, I can't like, I literally can't not dance to this. It's just it's. it's <laughs> It's physically impossible. It's, I feel like it had a really quick shelf life. Like I remember being super into it because it was like the new thing. And I've kind of felt like uh, rock music had kind of gotten stale. And a lot of these like popular rock bands were basically just doing Maroon 5 stuff. And I was like, I'm not really into this. Like there needs to be something more exciting. And then I found Skrillex and found all this shit. And I'm like, fuck this is it this is gonna be my new like identity like this is the oh, shit God. and then everybody's like hey uh this is kind of all the same and kind of boring and i was like it is but now i look back at those times same as everything else and i go no i want that shit i want that shit back yeah, no, i mean it doesn't mean like it doesn't mean it wasn't good right so <laughs> if, it, if it made you move then it'll make you move now right so oh yeah i do think for like emo and pop punk and metal kids like dubstep was that really nice like rock music slash it was that in electronic music yeah like bringing everybody together it's like the pokemon go of music like just everybody was oh feeling good God. for a little the while the one time that we had unity mm -hmm. i had to bring pokemon back into it i'm sorry it's fine no that's good we'll see how many times we can get to pokemon throughout the podcast. oh i will get i will get to it a lot uh I did want to ask another question about songwriting since we were, we're talking about that. And with your producer, um, Tyler out in LA, um, there, there's this like controversy now. And I hate to say controversy because everything just seems like it's fine. This isn't really that big a deal, but the Taylor Swift and Damon Albarn, uh, news that was, I was sure. out and like that he called her out for being a co-writer, not really writing her own songs, but then said, Billie Eilish and her brother who are writing songs together. That's fine. And it seemed very strange. And I, we, we've talked to a lot of artists that are like, yeah, we, we love working with other people, but it seems like there's clearly this, this, uh, this idea that if you're a musician, if you're a, an artist with a guitar, if you're a singer, you should write your own songs or you're not legitimate. Uh, sure, and working right? with a producer kind of seems like that, it, it's but, like it's doing that but who cares like but it's, literally it's every fun. but literally everybody works with the producer on yeah. every right unless you self-produce your record right like you're working with somebody and they're they're gonna have input on yo that sucks or like that's cool <laughs> or like we need something more here or like this chorus doesn't quite go hard enough or high enough you know like that's that's happened for i mean am i supposed to believe that like like blur never once had a producer say anything like they just came in they're like these are the songs press record you're an engineer we'll give you production credit it's fine yeah i mean i just i don't know it's baffling to me to, to think that like there's not you know we don't you don't necessarily have to have i mean there's definitely some like pop songs where i'll check the the songwriting things i'm just like how are there 14 songwriters on this they're like <laughs> yeah they're like two verses are, that are like wow. three lines each and the chorus mm -hmm. has like five words but i just but again like it doesn't really matter right it's it's do you like All the 14 end product? people brought a different word 
Yeah, every, they said, guys, hey. bring in 15 words each, and we're going to pick one from everybody. The other person, though, they're out. <laughs> oh, man, I feel bad for that guy. Squid game of songwriting. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's actually, that's out, that's actually how like it is. Grammy, right? Yeah, that's that's how it works out there, guys. Come on. They, they got to keep it upbeat and fun. It's this weird, like, because uh, on the other side of it, it's like, yeah, there's 14 people who all want the money from uh from this song right and you're like oh i want credit on that because that's 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 tangible money like if you get that song of course play it a bunch that's that that's money for you so i get it from that end but i'm also like dude who like if the song is good and you're enjoying it like you don't need to care about anything else of course yeah Yeah. the goal the goal is make a good song right like make the song like what a good producer should do and what tyler always does is like it just make make the song as good as it can possibly be and like make sure it goes where it needs to go right and i'm he's definitely more involved in our like writing process that probably than you know a lot of other bands because we like we do a lot of creating from from scratch in studio with him just because we like the way that you know vibes we like the first time we went in we had all these ideas and we took all these you know things in and we're like hey we've got this demo and this demo and this demo and then we just weren't like you know we spent a few hours like going through it and we just weren't like feeling it and so we just sort of broke it down and just were like hey we're like all in a room together let's just create something and see how it goes and so i mean obviously our you know you check the writing credits on every one of our songs it's going to be the the four of us and and tyler so he will always you know always be a part of our creative process as long as he will have us Yeah, he lets you book that far out. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah. I mean, he's just like, well, and his like, he's one of those people who's just like, his taste is so wide that like, it's just like invaluable. You know, it's like he, yeah, sure, he's like in a like a heavier band and and produces like some metal records and like heavy stuff, and you know, was nominated for like best rock album and stuff. But like, he also loves like K-pop and like you know, like there's just there's so many like influences and i think that's the cool thing too is because like we all come from different backgrounds right and like lucy like obviously is the singer of like a metal band but she you know like i've i've been amazed at how like well anytime we'll hear something on the radio she'll just sing it to it she knows every song she can kill every genre like from <laughs> from like jazz standards to like country stuff and pop and rock and like everything in between she just her voice somehow morphs into 40 different people and (laughs) i i don't know she just like never ceases to amaze me i'm i'm totally blown away she's gonna listen to this and be like "Ah, should have been there (laughs) should be oh guys (sighs) Fine. <laughs> it's like one of those things like the office where he's like you know i would never say this to her face but she's a great worker and i really appreciate having her i was like why wouldn't you say that to her face <laughs> like, just don't want to get a big head you know <laughs> yeah uh you know singers they're just so egotistical i'm like brian yeah. yeah she's just the absolute worst i can't stand her <laughs> no i love lucy she's like this is one of the best people i know so now, are we going to guess that Lucy is the one then who tweeted out goth girls are going to be throwing ass to your new song? I would gather. Okay. <laughs> it's very, very on brand. 
Very on brand. That, that sounds exactly right. I was looking through all your socials to pull for notes, and I'm like, I feel like that's a good, it's a good question. To yeah, ask it's about. it's a little. Yeah, we're all like, we're all in everything, so you know, it's a, uh, it's a, you never know what you're gonna get following us on socials. Because <laughs> like, right, you know, we're all like different experiences. We're all coming from different places, so sometimes you just gotta throw some keywords out there. Throw an ass, goth girls. I think gets a lot of attention. Yeah, I think the SEO <laughs> will pick up on that usually and be like, oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Oh, yes. This is, this is good. <laughs> like, this, this, is, this is it. Is uh, this what the goth kids on TikTok want? Will they throw ass to it? Let's see. Yeah. <laughs> now <Before> said. <laughs> so much pressure now. I got to get the, the goth talk on board. Yeah. It's uh, it's it's time, you know. That's a that's a that's a integral audience, and they stick with you. If you can, if you got one goth girl throwing ass, you got all the goth girls throwing ass. <laughs> I mean, that was beautiful. Yeah, it's, like, <laughs> it's honest poetry. Starts, starts with Lucy. We'll see, you know, I'm sure she she can go. <laughs> she, she can go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll also shout out your merch because uh, I was. I, I when I was doing research on you, I was like, "What the hell is Print Money Gang?" Because I just like that name a lot, and it's like, "Oh, it's all their merch." But this isn't your band name. Your band name isn't Print Money Gang. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, what? Why? And What's also, uh, awesome. <laughs> that wasn't a question. That was just a thought. <laughs> uh, well, we originally started Print Money Gang as like our label and you know to keep all of our music and you know all of that and then we thought well hey let's let's throw some merch out there you know let's have some other things so it's we release all of our music under print money gang uh with paralyzed we're actually doing it with control of music group as well Mm -hmm. so we're super excited about that but, it's just uh, one of those one of those things that like I don't remember did that like did that pre exist the studio that was just that just happened in the studio right I, yeah just, that uh, happened in we the talking studio. about like I don't know we did some song song we got to the end we're just like print it's like print money and then <laughs> I don't know it just turned into print money gang and then that's just where we wound up right so we decided like when we were doing a like obviously we have like all of our haunter merch and stuff but like we'll we'll have like print money gang apparel and stuff you know just <laughs> be a it's, part of the family right we want everyone to be like just feel part of stuff so anybody it, can join the gang it gives me yeah. big like early scene kid energy which i love because i was like oh okay like are we bringing this type of stuff back like mm-hmm. a little bit more so now because i enjoy that <laughs> i mean we were i you know i was an early scene kid so like thanks it's very on brand <laughs> I think we're trying to bring it back. Yeah, the kids want glamour kills back. Yeah, give me glamour kills. And then, also, we gonna like what else are we gonna wear to the all night dance parties? Right? Yeah, I found a pair of my glamour kills pants the other day. Oh, oh, nice. They did not fit anymore, but upsetting. (laughs) It was. uh, I've like pulled them out of this box and I looked at them and I just. Oh, these these are really skinny. Yes. These are going on Depop. These <laughs> so are going kids on. Kids can learn. Like kids anyway. are gonna, it's gonna go on Depop. You can list it for two hundred dollars, and someone will buy it. 
like dead ass. Yeah, yeah. yeah I gave I gave away way too much stuff. Yeah, I know, I know. I, I, I donated I, all my stuff over the years. Yeah. You know, I got rid thought of. I was being um, a good person. I, I, I got rid of my, like old Abby Dawn, like that Avril Lavigne line at Kohl's. I got rid of all that stuff. I'm like, I'm an adult. <laughs> I don't need to dress like this anymore. And then like. Avril Lavigne came back and I said, I'm a fucking idiot for doing that, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I miss all of this. Yeah, it's like I look back on like I had like all of the like like OG clandestine industries, you know, like Pete Wentz clothing line and stuff from back in the day, you know, where it's like the like the I Heart Revenge like bleach t-shirt and like the bat skull like track jacket and you know all that stuff somewhere. I don't know where any of it went, but I'm sure somebody'd want it these days. This is like crypto for warp tour. Crypto warp. No, right? don't give yeah. them ideas. Got, don't give them ideas. I'm saying. I've still got like one of the first like Fallout Boy uh the like original a, NFT. Well yeah, it's like a it's <laughs> a t shirt. It's a t shirt from like two thousand three, right? So, oh my god. But it's a like a it's like get out of like get out of my journey, my dreams and into my car or whatever. It's like not even a Fallout Boy reference. But anything. it's just it's but just like, like edgy. And it's just emo. got like a car on it. Yeah, and it was just like <laughs> it's just a shirt that's just one of those like you're not gonna find anywhere. So yeah, I'm sure I can dig that one out of the closet. At some point. See now, if that was available on the internet, you could sell somebody like the idea of it. Oh no! And just make like a bunch of money, but you get to keep it. What if like Fall but, like, yeah, they get to right? own the like, idea of the shirt? You know? Fall Out Boy's yeah. Invisible Friends will actually just be a weird old school merch marketplace. So you could do that to somebody, but you still have the shirt for yourself, and everybody else can be like, "I own it." <laughs> hey, here's a picture though. of me in this shirt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What'll be better is like a photo Nobody of you, like it. when you were younger, when you first got the shirt, wearing it at like a Fall Out Boy show, and you're like, "Yeah, I got this shirt," and they're like, "I own it." <laughs> you got to turn that energy of like, "Yeah, I I was there. I I went to all the old shows into like some way of making money." Like now that now that there's crypto, now there's NFTs, I feel like we can finally turn that get off my lawn energy into like income. <laughs> into i would like a lawn yeah so, i would like to know what that lawn. Is. <laughs> i'm a millennial please let me own a lawn one lawn one singular square foot thank you can't order a lawn more than on just beyond a tree in the front yard yeah. yeah to be honest more than a few square feet sounds like a hassle to take care of yeah so. i was like i don't i don't want to mow i don't we hire somebody in my house to mow the lawn i don't do that oh i don't want to okay. do that is... yeah i just want somewhere for my cats to go outside you know it's like safe, safe, chill spot. Build yeah. them like a catio where they could be like a outside, catio. but not like in danger. Oh you know? That just that just made me so happy <laughs> and so sad. I don't have a cat, so I can build them a catio. <laughs> I have a catio. How are you right? gonna have a catio on uh, the third level. floor, Brian? Dude, puns just puns just make me want to do stuff. Just like screen, just screen it in, man. Just screen in like you got a balcony or something. Yeah, know? screen that in. Build them like a catio. You know, some sort of climbing apparatus out yeah. there. Cats love to climb, Lizzie. Instant I know they love to climb. Uh, they're great. I wish I had a cat. <laughs> I used to have a cat, and it would go outside. Every time it went outside, it would get stuck in a tree. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't know why, but it, that was its like <laughs> first thing it would do. Down. 
Oh, yeah. No, I'd have to climb in the tree and get him down or, you know, talk him down and oh. point out branches on the way down that he could walk <laughs> down. And then I would, Maybe, like, you, know. you know, finally be able to reach him. But he said, I want attention. That was the first thing. And I want it now. Yeah, he just, want, he just wanted attention. He just... Yeah. Joke's on hilarious. you. He was fine. <laughs> yeah, it we've got, hilarious. like, in my, like, house where I live now, there's, like, I'm looking up, like, you guys can see over my shoulder. But there's this, like, <laughs> half wall. It's like a three-quarter wall or whatever that separates the dining area from the kitchen right mm. and so the cats can go in the kitchen jump on the counter and then on top of the fridge and then on top of the cabinets and then they can wander up around on that wall and stuff and mm. you know two of the cats get up there all the time and get back down and then there's one that gets up there every few weeks or so and then just panics <laughs> and he I, I have never seen him be able to get down on his own he like one time looked like he was about to jump from there which is like 12 feet up down to just the ground and i was just like bro like no like chill oh my god so i have you to, like, have a family bro Don't stop this it. stop trying to be brave and like yeah like help him down and he's not a small cat he's very uh, he's, he's a, he was a former feral so once he oh, got inside okay. it was like wait mm -hmm. there's food at all times like mm -hmm. i don't have to what you know he just scaven he's a little little chonky, <laughs> little, yeah, he's a little chonky now but <laughs> hell yeah so Fine. you're definitely like, bro, do not go up there. <laughs> yeah, or don't jump because, like, you got to hurt yourself. Yeah. And possibly me as I'm trying to catch him <laughs> in the air. You know, he's like. I am in love with it just because I love the idea of big cats. Like, oh, he's, he's like, just... I don't even want to know. It's probably like 18 pounds. Oh, my God. I mean, I've got oh, one that's like, uh, like. Napoleon is the big orange one. Um, it's like like you know my cats. Uh, he's like oh, he's just a friends. big. Yeah. He's just a big cat, right? Like he's like 18, 19 pounds, but he's like proportionate, right? He's just mm -hmm. very large, like big frame, big everything. Like, like Garfield. Raj is just. Like yeah, kind of. Too much lasagna. Yeah. yeah. Too much right. Here. Too much lasagna. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That was a little bit too close to you. <laughs> he's right here with my Chuck Palahniuk books. What do you want? Oh my god! I can I can see Napoleon from here, but he's sleeping. I'd have to go grab him. Oh, that'd be, that'd be rude. Yeah, he needs surprise to surprise hours a day. Made, I'm surprised none of them had made like a a cameo at some point. Like I usually have everybody fighting for attention. They're like, oh hey, computer, how about I climb mm -hmm. on top of that? Mm -hmm. The cameo is gonna be one of them jumping on top of that medium that that they like to jump off of, <laughs> and then jumping onto you, and you're gonna be like, right on your head. Yeah. Just, <laughs> Yeah, and especially Raj, it's like because he's you know like the former feral energy, like did, like there's no trimming his claws, like there's Ooh. no like I can get like everybody else, I can do right. I can get like if I'm lucky when he's sleeping, I can sneak one like every couple weeks, <laughs> which is you know so it's like super helpful when there's just one less weapon of death. <laughs> one less weapon of death. This went from being adorable to a cry for help really quickly. <laughs> Just blink twice if you're being held hostage by the cats. <laughs> <laughs> blink twice if you need us to send somebody to get you. <laughs> for the audience, he blinked twice. He blinked rapidly twice. For the, for the listening audience, he blinked <laughs> so many times. <laughs> yeah, it was, it's just a really important... Lauren's leaving? It was just a very important... It was a very, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was a very important record. That's where's the buffalo sauce. Yeah. What? I don't like buffalo sauce. I'm sorry. That's a hot take. <laughs> Do another one. <laughs>
Hey Club, our new episode of Spicy Takes with our besties Action Adventure is out now on our YouTube channel. We're excited to say that for this series, Chicago-based Sued Sayre Hot Sauce is our sponsor. In this episode, we feature Action Adventure's Poser Poison Hot Sauce, which includes hints of Mexican chocolate and scorpion pepper. It's sold out online, but snag a ticket to see them IRL to get a bottle of your own purple sauce. You can also obsessively refresh SuitsAirHotSauce.com until it comes back in stock on their site. While you're there, scoop up some other spicy sauces. Our next guests will include friends like Rematch, OK Cool, and more to be announced. So make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube too at YouTube.com slash EmoSocialClub. Thanks again to our friends at Suitsayer Hot Sauce. So Print Money Gang is where everybody can go and buy your merch. Uh, we still got a few minutes left, but if you want to toss out where everybody else can find you uh, on the Internet, where you want everyone to support you, because, uh, you know, sometimes it's like, hey, yeah, I'm on Spotify, but go sure, buy the merch. Yeah, right? Dang. Yeah. So we're we're at Haunter Isn't Real uh, on everything, I think, universally across yep, the, everything, all the socials, uh, website, all that jazz um i guess maybe back to like like the pokemon right is a ghost yeah. real i don't know like does it exist i just <laughs> but um yeah i mean at hunter isn't real hunter isn't real.com um print money gang for for the merch and stuff but obviously there's gonna be merch links from all you know all the other places um we're on every you know apple music spotify amazon everywhere there's Google. Music, so. Google Play. <laughs> title. Are we on title? Hell, I don't know. Maybe. I think so. If I had a title account, I would know. But. I feel like Same. more artists are on title than people who listen to title. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, I mean, I care. Like, there was a day, right, where I would, I would, like, especially in the early days of like digital music and like buying records on, you know, on iTunes and that sort of stuff, where I, I got into, huge arguments with people over bit rates and compression and like <laughs> lossless audio and all that stuff. But also like we're to a point now that like it's close, like it's borderline indistinguishable with the quality of stuff. You know, like if we were still selling like 128 freaking MP3s and stuff that sound like you're listening to a, like a bootleg radio broadcast of a record, that's one thing. Right. But I just don't know that we needed a, fully lossless <laughs> like streaming platform i can't imagine it's just like people that had i don't know gigabit internet with unlimited data and they're just like hey i would like to use as much of this as humanly possible please i feel that i mean if you want lost, listen, listen to the listen to the rec like just pop the cd in right yeah i guess people don't have cd players anymore so I mean, if you if you care that much, you're gonna go the extra mile to get what you need to listen to it that way. True, very true. I but then again, I look at like like I don't have a CD player anymore. My car used to have one. My new car doesn't. My laptop hasn't for years, right? So even when I before I got like before Apple just was like, we don't do disk drives anymore. I took my mine out of my old laptop so I could have like an mm -hmm. extra internal hard drive because I, I was just exact same thing. Right, and then you just put in like you know the external like like enclosure. Uh, but then I, you know, got like a, a CD the other day that like, I didn't <laughs> like, there, it wasn't online anywhere. And I was like, mm -hmm. I want to listen to it. And I like, I had to go out and buy like an external CD oh drive and then I had to find, like, 
I assumed then you it, had to buy headphones I, too. I assumed it would work with the adapter <laughs> that I had and it like the like the the multi-port adapter that I used for the computer wouldn't power it. It had to be a certain thing to USB that was like direct oh and like it was, yeah, it was like a whole freaking like three day adventure to find out <laughs> how to how to use it. I got like a CD sampler and I was gonna rip it and put it on the cloud station I advise over. I was gonna put it in. Then I was like wait now i have to fuck around with all of this instead of just <laughs> downloading it i gotta mm -hmm. go in i gotta just grab it here i have to hope that the the cd is connected to the regular computer i need to use and i have to hope it'll let me transfer it over without an issue like it doesn't have a lock on it a copy lock and i'm like this is too much this is too much i just need them to send me the digital version of it this is silly well and, <laughs> and then you gotta listen back and like hope there wasn't you know some glitch in, yeah. in like the the ripping process and you've got weird <laughs> like like blurbs of audio and things that are just a mess it's just it's definitely a, a simpler time when everything's like on demand i mean i still like i, I try and buy as many records as possible just because like that's what we're all here for right you know is to support bands and, and support them as many ways as possible so i like i stream everything when i listen to it but like for all my favorite bands and stuff i still buy the record and then i just stream it so they get paid kind of twice for it which yeah. is nice if you can you know if you can afford to do that obviously there's finite funds in the world so if like streaming is <laughs> the only option like stream it you know it's better than like napster when it was just a free for all no income for anything right so but also like i think of how many of my favorite bands and things i found through you know like file sharing and like early internet you know, like free download sites and, and like OG, you know, blogs and stuff. There was a site called like mp3.com that was like mm -hmm. pure volume before pure volume. And yeah. you could go like so deep into the charts. You could be like punk and then you could go to like pop punk and then you could go to like skate punk. And you could, there were just like 85 subgenres. And then you could go like 300 pages deep of like the charts in each subgenre and just listen to like however many bands until you just got sick of listening to bands. <laughs> So I had like I had mono at one point in high school and I just spent like that whole month just listening to <laughs> like right. But that's where I found like like Fall Out Boy and all the bands that like probably directly changed my life. So it's you know, in the end it's, it's a fairly fairly productive month. But <laughs> you have to do something do. while you have mono. You can't just do I am work. legit sad that like I, I took my, my laptop into like the help desk at my stupid school i was at then and they deleted like my entire like folder of like mp3s That's oh, no. That's like, oh yeah sorry we don't know what happened and i was like uh, <laughs> on the desktop and they're not there now and like so many i've been so mad yeah, yeah and, like I, that was i i'd spent a month downloading all that stuff right so yeah. some of them i remembered and i like went back and got but like some of this man like i'll never find those bands again right you know they're just no and every now and then i think about some of them i'm like oh and i can remember like their name and like what city they're from and all this stuff but i google it and it's just like just non like mm -hmm. just non-existent on the internet i was like well okay well they're in my head somewhere and like, let me go find on earth. <laughs> yeah but then it's all like you know turning into like a berenstein effect of mm -hmm. did they actually exist i don't know I mean, did we ever panic at the disco <laughs> <sighs> The X Files music would be really good oh, to play right here. No, oh, I, don't but I, I don't have it in Lossless, so I can't do that. 
if only you had the soundtrack on title. Come on, Brian. Get with <laughs> uh, it. Get on I'm Tidal. thinking, you know, I think I got to join title now just for the bit and for... Just for um, shits and gigs. Just for the shitties and giggies. Uh, <laughs> I hate it. I, just, I hate that just, you do this. It just happens and I can't control it. Uh, <laughs> I... I can agree with lossless at one point because I know that like everything is compressing. Like we're on Twitch right now. And if oh. you took like this and you restreamed it, it would, it would lose quality over time For and everything sure. is compressing. And I totally get that. But uh, I do stand by like, if you're enjoying what it is and like you're, if we were streaming in 720 and the content was good, which it is, and everybody out there should know that it is. This is good content. Yeah, hello, everybody. Uh, but if it was in 720, you'd be like, yeah, this is good. Like, I don't care that it's not in, like, 4K, crisp, right. beautiful image. Yeah. It's if, like, you're yeah. gonna, like, if you're going to watch your favorite movie, you're not going to, you know, watch a, a YouTube rip of it. I don't know. Maybe you are. I don't know. I'm, I, I like, have. I have lost, a few. Right? Lost <laughs> yeah. Where, like, you know, like, I, I care about the highest possible quality on, like, video stuff because it's just... You know, it's hard to, it's hard to really, I don't know, I obsess over, I think it's the old, like, just film nerd in me that mm -hmm. obsesses over, you know, like, I'm the type that watched, like, every single print of Blade Runner. It's like, I own that box set that's got, like, all freaking five of them. Just like, why am I watching the work print version of this? I don't know. I just, <laughs> I, the content is there and I need to consume it because I like this film and it's just. I'm the same way with like bands or Blade Runner, <laughs> right? So like I, I'm the same way with like if if I love a band, I try and find every demo or B side mm -hmm. or cover or whatever they've ever put out, and like you know get them all somewhere where I can just go on a drive and burn through the whole discography, right? So I've, I don't know. I hoard. I hoard digitally. I guess. Yeah. I hoard digitally. I've had to stop doing that, like going all the way back thing, like. Now yeah. I'm like, I've got like the record that I got into them on. I got like as far back as like they've released, like, you know, if it's like a big release, not an EP or something before they were uh, signed or on touring and all that. And then it's like, oh, uh, yeah, I can't I don't have this time because I don't listen to new bands. Yeah. And I, I mostly listen to bands that are just starting because it feels like, oh, I'll just I'll follow this journey. You know, yeah, I don't have to be along for the ride. Yeah, it's like it's like it's like jumping into the Marvel Cinematic Universe now. Be like, dude, you got like twenty movies to watch. And yeah, like, and, oh, and who has time? Can't for that? do it. No one. Lizzie, make time. I play plenty. What yeah. time? <laughs> make the time. But I'm also the type that, like, if I'm gonna, you know, catch up, catch up on the universe, if you will, I'm like, but I've got to watch all the shows too, and I've got to yeah. watch them all in chronological order. And then, like, some of those are some seasons long, right? So that's going to be, I'm going to be stalled on just, like, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. for a long time. I don't know. Skip Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. You don't need I it. know, right? There's, <laughs> there's yeah, definitely yeah, yeah. some things to be, to be skipped. It's like, yeah, it's like, uh, it's like a shittier, uh, like, Buffy the Vampire type serial show where it's like, yeah, we're just making seasons. It's not for anything. Not, yeah. Yeah. Uh, nothing for the, nothing for the movies. Just filler. No connection. The Netflix ones were great, though. I will say that they have no connection, but uh, Daredevil and Jessica Jones are excellent, excellent series. Yeah, I've heard good things about it. I just I, I haven't had time for the the series. The films were, you know, overwhelming enough, and I'm I'm oh, yeah. so stuck in the Star Wars universe and consuming all of that. Yeah. That like, 
I'm still you know, in the it's it's impossible to consume all of the Star Wars stuff. Yeah. Sure, of course. I mean, I've just I now my my goal is to consume every piece of canon material because they made mm -hmm. it a little easier yeah. like by getting, you know, like now the EU stuff is like legends, right? So it's not I don't have to read it cuz like I don't know, if Chewie dies or whatever in that book. Like I don't want that to happen, right? So like I can just <laughs> there was there was so much like, you know, stuff that was counteracting other stuff too that mm -hmm. just I don't know. So now everything's now that it's like there's a one story group overseeing it and it's all like technically canon. I'm just like, fuck, now I gotta read all that. If you look Damn. at if you look at my book if you look at my bookshelf, it's I, I own literally every canon Star Wars novel and that's they're all like it's my entire the basically the entirety of my bookshelf is just Star Wars. <laughs> Fine. You know? This is the future. We're not gonna have like any you know, like high-minded, high, high Hi, literary bro. art. It's like I have all the Star Wars. I got a bunch of comic books. I got like a D and D guide up here. You like, said Davis Sedaris yeah. who? No. Who the fuck is Davis Sedaris? Did he write a Star Wars? <laughs> I don't even care. <laughs> yeah, I found uh, it like. Oh, I was gonna say that you were you were talking about like listening to new bands and stuff, and like not having time, you know, for to go back and 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 dive super deep into old catalogs and stuff and i find it interesting like i've i've tried to do that a lot lately where i actually set a goal for myself last year that was like listen to a thousand different artists over the course of the year and oh, wow. i did i beat it i got like a thousand i'll have to look up the exact number it was like a thousand twenty seven something oh, wow. like that wow um, but it's like i listen to like my full discover weekly every week and if i don't like get through that i save it and go back and listen to all those things later because like there's so many of my favorite bands that i found over the last you know like five years or so like that i've been using spotify all the time that are just like like valley and the band camino and like just tons of you know like there's like i don't know i could go off on too many tangents about uh, new bands that i found that were things that like are some of my favorite bands now. Um, but I just, I feel like there's, there's just so much great music out there. Right. And like some of it sometimes is just like right there. It's like so close. Like all you gotta do is make the effort to find it and like, it'll come to you and like, it might, you know, change your life. Like there's like Valley's record maybe got me through 2020. I mean, like I just listened to that record on repeat and it like got me through all the highs and lows of that year. And it's like, I would never have known them had I not just, randomly listen to my discover weekly that week yeah they just popped up on it right so just never know when that the band that's gonna change your life is gonna like pop up somewhere i don't know that i can i, I can never top a thousand i don't know that i could do that <laughs> again that's a lot. this year that's I, a lot. it was like it, you know on this like spotify rap thing in, mm. in last year whatever 2019s or 2020s i guess years don't matter anymore yeah, i've lost track of yeah, they're what all the time same. is yeah, but it was like I had like 763 or something that year, and I was like, okay, like I can do a thousand. And I was just like, man, that's got to the end of the year, and I was just putting stuff on shuffle. I was yeah. just like going through, like I was like, all right, <laughs> here's an old playlist. Like let's just go. You know, I haven't listened to Alistair in a while. Let's... I love Alistair. <laughs> like oh more down bulletin. You know, just yeah. I just tried to break out all the you know all the old. <laughs> All the 2003, oldies. like, yeah, stuff. Those are what that was like one of the bands that I remember I pulled up on like LimeWire that I forgot about. Then I played like Disney Skateboard because Somewhere Down in Fullerton is a part of the Disney Skateboard like 
music that is on that video game and then i forgot about it nice and then when i started yeah, working at like, my college radio station i was like oh my god is this the song and i found it and i said it's bad yeah, it's one of those like <laughs> it's, 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 it's like you know it, it doesn't seem to happen as much anymore maybe it's just because i play less of the games that, that do soundtracks that way but like you look at like tony hawk pro skater and like like there's a reason everyone knows who goldfinger is right yeah it's like superman's a freaking jam and like yep. well, i mean goldfinger's just great in general but like i feel like half the people or the vast majority of the people that i know that listen to that band listen to them because they played tony Hawk's pro skater and it's like even like ea sports did it for a while i think they still do but like the 2003 like tiger woods pga tour soundtrack <laughs> had like brand new on it and yeah. you know it's like, uh, it was <laughs> random stuff and it's just like you're buying a freaking golf game and you're getting like all of these you know like burn baby burn by ash was on there blue side by yeah. Rune. i mean it was all like stuff that like i wound up loving those bands and i just i knew them because i i mean i knew brand new already but i just <laughs> was, i don't know it's, Yo, did you check out the new Tiger Woods game? They have it's really a fucking crazy soundtrack. <laughs> dude, I, you go to the show and you're like, dude, I found you on that Tiger Woods game. I guarantee you. Like, it's, <laughs> now, here's the thing, though. When you go to play like, golfs like that, like IRL, I don't think you get to play those that music out loud like that because doesn't it like, break your no. concentration? Oh, yeah, I don't think right? I'll be stoked on that, yeah. Yeah, back in the uh, back in the lounge. That's like us rolling up to the like the golf course, and we're like blasting the Tiger Woods <laughs> soundtrack. Everyone's like, "Hey, I'm trying to focus." Like, I'm like, Yo, don't you, like, Tiger, uh, Tiger Woods play, approved of this? He, I'm pretty he sure listened maybe. to this. He said it was okay. He curated this soundtrack. This is Tiger Woods. <laughs> go, go, take it up with him. It's not my problem. It's your problem now. <laughs> I want to be. I want to be great, man. I want to be great. I can't do it without the soundtrack. How else am I supposed uh, to hit a hole in one in under these conditions? <laughs> I got a brand on, new plan. I would do it on a mini golf course. Oh, for that sure. would be acceptable, I think. Yeah, I feel like because everybody's nearby yeah. and you just fucking yeah. ruin everyone's day. And, like, find out what else is on that soundtrack. I feel like there's yeah. like bands that I haven't been listening to that I, I I'm letting <laughs> down. Right? I'm letting down. Sorry, I let I let down Tiger Woods. Well, he let us all well, down. Well, he he let us all down as a country. He let all okay? of us down. Well, okay, we are uh, we're over an hour. Uh, we'll we'll take it over to Twitch. We'll hang out with our friends over there for a few minutes. And uh, yeah, thank you guys though for coming on, everybody. Uh, if you're listening to a thousand bands this year, make sure Haunter is one of them. Hauntersinreal.com to find all Just the socials. One. Print money one gang. Out of a thousand. It's fine. One of a thousand. Yeah, not that hard. Uh, and if you're, uh, you know, it, it, throw your ass to it. Yeah. Get the, there's booty shorts <laughs> on Print Money Gang, so you can throw your there ass are, to the new booty song shorts, yeah. when it comes out February 4th with the booty shorts. Hell yeah. Throw ass. That's going to be the next TikTok. <laughs> throw an ass. <laughs> Thank you for checking out this episode of the Emo Social Club podcast. Again, if you liked it, you got to tell us. Five stars, Apple Music, Spotify, maybe even check out the uh, the video version over on the YouTubes, you know? And leave, uh, you know, leave an up. Leave and an up. Make a nice comment. A thumb up. A, a comment up, you know? And if you put a comment down, we're going to find out who you are and be like, what's going on? Maybe you can't see the dislikes, but we can see the dislikes. We know who you are. We, we don't know who you are at no, all. No, we don't. But uh, we'd love it if just you could just let us know. Just think so. Yeah. 
just let us know. We would love to know if you love us or not. We'll be back next Monday with another podcast episode. So make sure that you're following so you know when that goes up. From, uh, from us at Emo Social Club, I'm Brian. And I'm Lizzie. Goodbye. You did it. Good for you. Good for you. Wow. <laughs> now that's on the recording. <laughs> oh, Jesus, Jesus Christ. Christ. Uh...